0: Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Tonight on The Ugly Truth, it's Demonic Forces. Fighting Demonic Forces. There are demons in our midst. And Andy, Mm -hmm. the people are allowing the demons to possess their thoughts. One of the most important things that we've talked about Four is the importance of mental health awareness yes and mental health awareness seems to be coming up everywhere all the time and now unfortunately there's another sad story of a young lady whose life ended and another person involved in that story that we actually have personal contact with and knew her as a child growing up And so, Andrea, you've put together a really nice story on Teresa, and unfortunately, it is about mental health, but our prayer and our goal here is together, and I hope Teresa's is the same, to bring awareness to mental health so that others don't end up the same as Chesley. Right. We're talking about the story of Chesley Christ.
1: Right. Right. Teresa Scanlon was one of the youngest contestants to be was the youngest contestant to be crowned Miss America. She has always been what some would term as an overachiever, or a people pleaser. But as one of her Iwana leaders, I saw a delightful young lady who loves Jesus. Teresa has had several struggles and victories over the years, and yet her perseverance and determination have shown through. She is open, honest, authentic, and eloquent as she shares her life and her faith. So Teresa recently wrote a heartfelt response to the death of Chesley Christ. It is real, raw, and true. Mental health needs to be brought into the light and treated as a health issue. She writes, I'm gutted. I haven't been able to form words over this for days. When I first heard the news, I started panicking. My mind started racing. No, 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 it can't be true. Just wait. Just wait, hold on, let me talk to her. No, 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 please, no. No, just wait. Please, wait, let me talk to her. But of course I couldn't. It was true, and it was too late. Chesley, I'm sorry we couldn't save you. I'm sorry this was the only way to find the rest you so desperately thought sought. I know what it is to claw and crawl in desperation toward even the smallest semblance of rest and peace. I know it's all you wanted. I hadn't met her yet. I have many friends and other former Miss Americas and Miss USAs who were close friends with her, though, and I certainly felt like I knew her. The pageant world is so small. I was so excited when she won. I watched her win as an attorney while I was in law school. I watched her win Miss USA at 28, one of the oldest winners, while 10 years prior... I had won Miss America at 17, one of the youngest. I just wish I could have talked to her. Many people ask why, and I wish I could adequately explain. I wouldn't purport to speak for Chesley. I can only speak for myself. But her article, written for Allure last year, as well as her final Instagram post, also spoke directly to me. The struggle for rest, the struggle for peace. You work so hard your entire life, striving after always being the best, always making the most out of what you've been given, never wanting to squander a single moment. You enjoy it at first, but the pressure creeps up on you before you even know it. You think, you've been given so much. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're talented. You have it all. I wish I could be like you. Suddenly, the pressure bubbling... It's crushing, it's suffocating, squeezing the breath out of your lungs. You're racing on a treadmill trying to keep up. Don't slip. Don't fall. Don't make a single wrong move. You'll disappoint them all. Keep the smile on your face. Don't move a muscle. After all, the precise opposite closes in on you from the other side. She's too fat. She's too skinny. She's too girly. She's too manly. She's too loud. She's too quiet. She's too over the top. She's too boring. She's so stupid. She thinks she's so smart. She's too young. She's too old. Shake them off. Focus on grinding. Focus on your goals, your next move. You'll show show them. But wait, do you even want to? No time to think about that now. On to the next. Move, move, move. What's next? What amazing thing are you up to these days? What's your plan? What are you going from here? Where are you going from here? You're scaling a ladder, limbs quivering as you frantically reach for the next rung. The moment you pull yourself up from the rung, gasping for air, the only thing you can do is reach for the next, and the next, and the next. Miss America, law school, military. But it's not enough. I have to find another thing to accomplish. Something, anything. It has to be bigger, better, faster than the last. What am I doing? Why am I doing these things? No, 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 time to think. Just go. It's pressure to perform. Pressure to produce. Pressure to progress. Pressure to provide. Pressure. Crushing pressure. Where does it stop? How can it stop? You can't get out without disappointing everyone. Everyone who looks up to you. Everyone who is inspired by you. Everyone who is proud of you. Little girls to whom you are a role model. And the problem is, you care. You care about each and every one of these people. You don't want to take anything or anyone for granted. You don't want to squander the amazing opportunities you've been given. That just wouldn't be right, right? You feel you can't throw it all away because you care too much. You love people and you don't want to let anyone down. So the pressure bubbles, never stops. Instead, it keeps growing, crushing, suffocating, and you can't breathe. Rest and peace are out of reach. In the wake of all this, many have been asking, what do we do? What needs to change? Is normalizing talking about mental health going to solve all our problems? First, I humbly submit that normalizing mental health conversations is absolutely half the equation Mental health is health. We have to stop talking about mental health as if it's for young people only. Stop talking about your brain isn't even developed until 25, as if that will magically solve all our problems. We have to start recognizing that anyone, at any age, at any phase of life, of any physical attributes, any socioeconomic status, and any level of success can and will struggle maintaining their mental health, just as surely as we all will, at one point or another, struggle with some aspect of our physical health. Second, I also humbly submit that the second portion of the equation is changing the culture. The culture that worships accomplishment and achievement. The culture that says millennials are lazy if they prioritize relationships over career, work life, freedom over salary. The culture that glorifies success in finances and business over character and values. The culture that only wants to know what's next and where are they now and marvels, celebrities, they're just like us. As Miss America or Miss USA, you have a million people who will want to take a picture with you, but only one in a million truly wants to get to know your heart. What if we cared about that person's heart more than we did their accomplishments? What if we valued a person's soul over their job, their face, or even their work ethic? I once went to an appearance at an event, and a man stopped me and said, Teresa, I just wanted to tell you that you matter. Not for being Miss America, and not for anything you've ever done. Just for you. You matter. I cried all day over that one comment. That's the embodiment of valuing a person's soul over their achievements. That's the type of sea change, cultural revolution we need in the world today. Start with your kids. Start in your most intimate circle. Check how much you talk about people's outward appearances. Check how much you talk about a person's outward success. Check how much you focus on accomplishments and achievements. And whether we think we focus on these things in a good way or a bad way, I assure you it doesn't matter. For while it does nothing to motivate the unmotivated person or child we think we're speaking to, it does everything to pressure and overwhelm those of us who are already prone to be overmotivated by these things. Overmotivated by these things. And to continue to the social norm of a constant pressure to perform. Instead, focus on talking about character. Focus about talking about values. Focus on the small things, the tiny matters of your child's heart and their mind. If they accomplish great things, so be it. But if they accomplish small things with great love, as Mother Teresa has put it, celebrate them with your whole being. Break the pressure bubble. Break the idea of being perfect. Let those around you be awkward, uncomfortable, and weird. Allow space, breathing space, calm space, white space. Rest and peace, peace and rest. Allow it for yourself. Allow it for your children. Allow it for your friends, family, and all those around you. Put no one on a pedestal. Do not allow it for yourself, your children, or anyone else. Your greatest sports idol, celebrity idol, parenting idol, religious idol, or otherwise will always fail you. They're human. They are not perfect. Only God is perfect, and only God will never fail you. He is the only one worthy of all of our trust and hope and adoration. But do not expect your role model to be perfect. Do not expect anyone to be It is far, far too much pressure for any human to bear. Mm -hmm. For one should never feel that they must... For no one should ever feel that they must escape this life just to find the rest and peace we all so desperately need.
0: Hmm. So we know Teresa and her family quite well and a great family. And she's an incredible writer. And uh, we're all sad about the passing of Chesley. And Travis Stanton, who worked with Chesley at Miss USA, posted this touching story. He said, I've struggled to find the right words to pay tribute to this beautiful soul, but I've come to the conclusion there are no right words. So what I'll share instead are the honest ones that keep running through my head. 48 hours ago, I received the tragic news via text. I just remember sharing, staring at my phone, repeating no, 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 as my heart sank. Since then, it's been a roller coaster of emotions shock, disbelief, confusion, sadness, guilt, anger, and a deep, persistent feeling of emptiness. I met Chesley while working on the production crew of Miss USA 2019. Once she won, I would later work with her on three different telecasts as the segment producer responsible for her scenes alongside Christian Murphy, Thibault, Thibault, Paulina Vega, and Carson Kressley. She constantly impressed me with her professionalism and the ease at which she seemed to approach whatever was thrown at her. But it was her laugh, her smile, her infectious joy, and the way she'd always yell, Travis! when she saw me, that warmed my heart. She had an iridescent soul that managed to find and reflect the most brilliant light, even in the darkest of times, always dancing, singing, glowing.
1: We initially connected over conversations about our struggles with depression and anxiety, something I've not shared publicly before, but feel inclined to now. We also discussed how we're both 100% introverted by nature even though nobody believes us when we tell them that. We talked about our own methods for dealing with social anxiety and how essential downtime, me time, was to maintain a sort of equilibrium. We once commiserated about having too much and never enough, meaning that when we sat back and took stock, we knew how lucky we were, but that day-to-day and moment-to-moment what we had done didn't seem as important as whatever we were trying to do next. In so many ways, our brains seemed to be wired similarly, and I felt like she saw me on a level few do, and vice versa. I once joked that we were the same person, but she had bigger hair. (laughs) Even though I knew there were issues beneath the surface, I never suspected they presented anything more than daily obstacles she, we, had learned to amble over as gracefully as possible without anyone noticing. And given my belief that we all faced struggles and could benefit from psychiatric care, I believed those obstacles were mere annoyances for her, not daunting, unscalable walls. I certainly never saw anything that was cause for concern. In fact, even as we discussed these challenges, she still struck me as the kindest, funniest, and happiest person I'd ever met. Our last text was about looking forward to working together again soon, something I sincerely assumed we'd be doing for years and years. That's what makes this all so difficult to accept and impossible to understand. How could someone with such a zest for life, who always seemed to be living in the moment and looking forward to the future, feel that was her only option? And unfortunately, I suspect that something we'll never fully understand.
0: Perhaps it's fitting that she left us all wanting more, because that's how I felt every time she left my presence. But the sad truth might be that she had no more to give. Chesley was the kind of star who made everyone around her feel celestial, too. And the only explanation I can fathom is that she shined so brightly for us all that there was no light left for herself. In many ways, I've been dreading this post because it makes something so unfathomable real and the finality of having to face that truth stings. Monday morning when I woke up, I said a quick prayer and that and was hoping that it would all be a bad dream, but it's so much worse than that. One of the brightest lights I've ever encountered was snuffed out too soon and I mourn the future she'll never have. The laughs she would have shared and what could and should have been
1: to say i'm heartbroken is an understatement i wish for one more hug one more show one more funny face or hilarious moment one more impromptu dance party one more travis (laughs) i hope she knew deep down how much she was loved respected and adored and how much she'll be missed i hope She wrapped herself in the memories she left the rest of us to cherish. And I hope she has found the peace that eluded her here on Earth. And while it feels impossible right now, as we all mourn in our own unique ways, I hope those of us who knew her are inspired to live brighter and brighter in her honor.
0: And we have a poem
1: here. Yeah, he shared a poem.
0: I am vertical by Sylvia Plath. But I would rather be horizontal. I am not a tree with a root in the soil, sucking up minerals and motherly love, so that each march I may gleam into leaf, nor am I the beauty of a garden bed, attracting my share of awes and spectacularly painted. Unknowing, I must soon ampetal. Compared with me, a tree is immortal, and a flower head not tall but more startling. And I want the one's longevity and the other's daring. Tonight, in the infinitesimal light of the stars. The trees and the flowers have been strewing their coloured odors, their cool odors. I walk among them, but none of them are noticing. Sometimes I think that when I'm sleeping. I must most perfectly resemble them. Thoughts go dim. It is more natural to me lying down. Then the sky and I are in open conversation, and I shall be useful when I lie down finally. Then the trees may touch me for once, and the flowers may have time for me.
1: If you're thinking about suicide, are worried about a friend or loved one, or would like emotional support, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline Network is available 24-7 across the United States. Call 1-800-273-8255 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org to chat with someone who can help. And please, check in on your friends and loved ones.